Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. Broadcasting from Donaldson's Gym, where we stack more plates than a dishwasher at Denny's, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host, who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, and secondly, as a window into the mind of the man of 54,097 compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of mat drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the wet dream weaver, fly in Ryan Murphy. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. That was really good. The last one, it just... It never fails, Eric. The last two have been excellent. Uh, <laughs> I, I do what I can. I do what I can. How's it going, man? Uh, yeah, pretty good, you know. Good, good. We've, we've. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm acting as if we just started talking, but that's not yeah. technically the case. I guess, uh, welcome everyone to episode <laughs> 48 of this thing that we call the Hard Mark Podcast. Uh, welcome everyone. What a what a monumental episode this is going to be. Plenty of wrestle talk. Plenty of non wrestling related things that will also be discussed as well. Ryan is swigging down a truly. Meanwhile, I've got one of my last remaining pumpkin beers that I am swilling down as well. So it's time to end that season. Fall? Do you? How do you? What's your favorite season? You you strike me as a summertime guy. I do, I do like the summer, but like hands down, without question, it's the spring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wh- why? There's just, I like it's. It's just. Is this a callback to your old days of of lawn care? It's just like a. I don't know. Like re- recently, like I mean, lawn care is not a bad point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot I owned a house at one point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, should we check the value of that house? Because I'm sure it's gone up since we last talked. I get emails about it once a month, and I want to die every time <laughs> I see it. Like I really do. It's really, it's really sad. Uh, there's like there's a smell in the air in spring that you don't get in any other. There is a smell, and it's weird because here in Las Vegas, like it's happening now in January. You can okay. kind of tell like things are. It's warming up. Mm-hmm. It's getting lighter out. The the it's an amazing season. It's an incredible season, and without question, it's my favorite season. Uh, wow! But it's just, yeah, no, I'm a little, I'm a kind of passionate about spring. You know, after the Seattle winters, you know, sure, uh, those dark Seattle winters. I like the rain, but like it's too dark, and then it starts getting lighter and like some mood changer. Let's see if I, I've never actually given any thought to this subject before. I think if I had to rank the seasons in my mind. I would pick fall, then spring, then summer, then winter. Yeah, that's, that's it. I I would swap the the spring and fall. Uh-huh. But other than that, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There's some, there's nice, like, once you're, <laughs> summer kind of, like, you get kind of old at the end. You know, it's like, <laughs> damn, it's hot. Yeah. And I just want, and then fall comes in and there's also like a smell of fall. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just this. And so, yeah, I agree. I like fall, but it turns to winter very quickly. And it's like, uh, winter's hands down my least favorite. Not a fan anymore. I used to like to snowboard, but yeah. my knees, you know. <laughs> these old these old knees. If fall doesn't overstay, it's welcome. No. No, it doesn't. You know, there's never any point where I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of all this lousy fall weather. Well, if you think about it, like, it's weird because fall is like, what, September 21st? And then it runs three months to December 21st. But really, you're pretty much in winter from, like, late October, you know. So yeah. you get, like, maybe a month of fall, like, real fall. And then it's basically winter. They should they should change it up. Make fall one month and make winter five months, you know. <laughs> so people really understand how shitty winter is. Like, <laughs> don't get it confused with the fall. Like, a great season, uh, you know. I mean... If it wasn't for the fact that this podcast is absolutely going to make you not eligible to run for any political office, I would say you've got <laughs> a hell of a platform on your hands here, Ryan. Well, one, one more thing real quick. Uh, I think I talked about it before, but the the daylight savings thing. Sure. We had an argument about it. and But it's happening. It is really happening. When? I believe it was supposed to happen, but <laughs> COVID backed it up. It was... And and I and I and I firmly believe in it. I'm so this this moving back the clock is so fucking ridiculous. And I, if there's nothing else we as a society can agree on, I promise you the thing we can agree on is just leave the clocks forward. <laughs> That's it. Leave it. Who cares? Like give us an at in the evening, give us an extra hour a day. No one gives a fuck about the morning, you know. That's nobody <laughs> in this entire society. Right. You know, like, that's one thing. This is such a layup politically. Why hasn't any politician, like, why has not that been their stance? I know. Why just now is it, like, a thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Fucking no one wants this, like. Right. So. Everyone everyone in their fucking precious farmer's almanac out there. God damn. Fuck off, Ben Franklin. Pisses me off, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I blame just you. do it. Do it like quickly. Do it right now. Do it tonight. Like do right? it tonight. I don't. I don't need to wait till next. Do it right now. Like change it. Make it an hour forward. That's like. right. It's it's as everyone knows right now, especially you, Ryan. Today is March twenty fourth. You are listening to this either <laughs> March twenty fourth or perhaps uh, a little bit later. Uh, I encourage you to listen to it the day it comes out. But you know what? If you don't get around to it until a day or two later, you know that's fine. But today, March twenty fourth, fucking fucking do it, politicians. Get off your ass. Yeah. Stop the, the, the filibustering and the gerrymandering and give the people what they want. A permanent hour forward forever. Get AOC and, uh, AOC. you know, uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Get those two up there and have a, you know, bipartisan piece of legislation going right there on the day and just make it happen. Right. You know? And then seal it with a kiss. S- seal it with a kiss. <laughs> All the best things in life. What a beautiful thing. Right. Would, yeah. Bri- bridge the party lines. Give us yeah. give us what we want. Move the clocks forward and seal it with a kiss. I, I, I will die on this hill here today. Man, okay. So a couple things we should probably discuss. So I don't even know how to really lead into this topic because it just kind of organically came out when Ryan and I were speaking prior to the start of the show here today. Ryan literally dropped a bombshell on me and i didn't really know how to respond to it you've never been to a concert before no <laughs> how is no. and you're a huge country music fan 
I mean, yeah. honestly, you might even just be like, you might like more forms of music than any one that I know. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. But like big country guy, <laughs> big pop punk guy, clearly, because that's what got us talking about this subject. Big, big hip hop uh, fan from all appearances yeah. as well. But you've never been to a live concert. No. <laughs> and the clo- so, so the closest that you've come is like a company sponsored event where like people were brought in to perform at a company like which you could say is a concert sort of. The the names were so big that I feel like I had like technically it was a concert, you know. Right. Like I I I seen the Killers, right? Who how many people have seen the Killers? <laughs> Right, exactly. Hardly anyone. Well, yes, it was not. It was not like a, the Killers concert or like an event. It was just like a work event that they brought in. Yeah, right. They're they're playing the the cafeteria area. Everybody was kind of you know getting yeah, soft right. serve ice cream. It was a pretty. You cool should have seen. You should have seen Greta like with Gwen Stefani trying to like touch her. <laughs> was, I, I would have liked I, to have seen I'd that. I'd like hold her back. <laughs> I bet. I bet you did. Getting too handsy with Gwen Stefani. Like, well, you know, um, she's got those abs. Yeah. Um, Greta, that is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, I, I, I don't know. Like, I've never been that driven to get, like, I, it hasn't excited me. I, I feel like as I get older, like, the nostalgic type of stuff is, like, tempting me to go back and, like, be with my people, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But. You're not, you're not leading the Jews through the sands of Egypt, Ryan. You're just a dude who's never been to a concert. <laughs> I don't know, like. For me, like, yeah, like, sporting events has always been way more fun to go to than, like, a concert. Like, where where the music quality is, is worse. I'm not, okay, know, I'm than, not even disagreeing with you, but you don't know that because you've never been to a concert. Right. You're saying that, oh, this thing's much better than this other thing because of XYZ. You've never done the, the other thing. Right. That is true. I spent a lot of my late teens, early 20s going to shows in, like, downtown Seattle. Like, I would go to the Showbox. Uh, back even before there was a Showbox Market and a Showbox Soto, I just went to the original Showbox, which is, you know, Market, which I'm not even sure if that's open anymore. You know, I used to go to fucking, oh gosh, there was so many, uh, Graceland, then it became El Corazon. Like, I went to all these sorts of different venues in my early 20s. What, were your friends just not into that, like, scene? No, that's the thing. Like, my friends were heavily, like, heavily into music, and it was always odd to them, too. They're like, like shocked by this like statement even uh-huh like, big concert goers oh so your friends were going and you were they inviting you or just like no like i ne- i never like i never had an interest to like spend any money on like a concert i just uh-huh. didn't it didn't like also like my time like i i get i do get bored very easily and like i feel like a concert like none of the bands were really like i don't know but like yeah i was never really interested enough to go spend like 4 hours at a concert when i just listen to music in my car. I don't know. I just didn't care for it. It wasn't my thing. But, like, people have always been shocked by this. Like, mm-hmm. you've never been like, like, why? Like, why don't you get... Like, I like music, too. I really do. I just... I don't know. I just... So, that... I mean, that's that's it. I don't... <laughs> um, just, I just haven't been. But, like I said, as I get older, I kind of... Now, I kind of want to go, like, see... Maybe what it's about. Like, <laughs> see some old stuff. And, and so, your first concert is uh, Garth Brooks. I would get a car. I'm sure you would. <laughs> I honestly, if you would have asked me before we started recording this podcast, had Ryan seen Garth Brooks live in concert, I would have said, oh, almost certainly yes. I, I feel like now there's also like one of the things that maybe I didn't appreciate enough. Um, there's like this community around concerts that like, yeah, 
you have like you have like a similarity to like the people who are there and like mm-hmm. you know, all that. And I, you know, so that kind of I'm more interested in now. But I know um, you just can't like you just listen to music. You stand there listen to music for like four hours. But I could just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's that's. I think it is an energy thing. The energy of yeah. being among like-minded people, like like you may have a bunch of other things not in common, but like you all have the one thing in common that you're like you're right. into that band or into whoever that may be, and like you know you can sing along with the songs, or you can just kind of like dance, or you can get you can get in the pit. Uh, which I guess speaking of which, so it turns out, unless something changes between now and, and October, your first concert is going to be this big pop punk festival in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Which has, I saw the, the poster. <laughs> it has like fucking, who are the headliners again? My Chemical Romance. Dashboard, Confessional, My Chemical Romance, uh, Angels and Airwaves. Oh, they, I didn't even see them. I saw Thursday you know. on there. Uh, I think the used. I think I saw on there. Paramore was also a headliner. Par- Paramore, like, come on, yeah. Like, how can you not attend? Like, and I'm gonna speculate here. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. You strike me as the dude, and this is. Did, did it say where this is? Las Vegas. Well, uh, like where though? In like a oh uh, arena. No. I'd have to look. I don't know. Okay. They, they don't. They're not even selling tickets yet. It's all sure. like pre-sale stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You strike me as the dude kind of like hanging back. I can't see you in in the pit because as as fucking pussy as some of those bands are, and like granted, I was super into them. <laughs> in my not all of them, but at least like Dashboard, for example, yeah. I was super into in my uh, late teens, early twenties. But uh, I just I can't imagine you being one of those dudes just thrashing away in the pit. It depends on how much I drink. Like that'll be. Oh no! It, it's going to depend on the substances that I take. Uh, <laughs> what I'm there, that will really determine where where I stand on the floor. Um, but there's a good chance it could be anywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, oh, so the fact that you've never been to a concert means you've never even seen like a, a real mosh pit in person. No, and and those are those are those are a weird thing. I've had some like some of my friends are like more like death metal. And, like, the real, like, mosh. It's, like, there's, like, a theory behind it. There's, like, there's like you know, certain, like, uh, like kind of rules you have to adhere by to be. But it's, it's a, like, you know what I mean? There's, like, mm-hmm. a, there's like a dynamic. like a, And you have to kind of be respectful of that. Yeah. But also it's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't see myself there. But I'm not <laughs> sure these bands are, like, that kind of mosh pit. And I don't know, like, is there a regular type of mosh pit, like, where people are just is it just jumping around, like, kind of not like running into each other, trying to like two sides coming together? And <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be anything quite like that. But I would expect that somewhere on the floor in front of the stage, you're probably going to have like kind of a a circle carved out where people are like, you know, jumping and kicking and punching. Not like at at, at other people necessarily, but if you get caught with a stray punch, that's kind of on you. Um, so yeah. I don't think it's going to be especially violent, but like for sure, I could see during some of those bands, people are going to be somewhat rowdy. Yeah, I. But like, also, like you have to think like it, the the whole event's called like when we were young. Like everyone right. now is like in their thirties. Yeah, at best forties. Like yeah, like so you know it might be a little might be a little t- or it might be like even more wild. You know, people are just really letting loose. They're in Vegas. You know, they're just yeah. I could see it going either way. Yeah, I don't know. But that said, that's one of the highlights on my radar for the next year. Regardless of where I am, I will 
I will make the trip. <laughs> please, or, please. Yeah, yeah. My my main hope is that you you show up to this event and you've got like the Carson Daly uh, black fingernail polish on. <laughs> yeah. That's my, yeah, that's my yeah. main that yeah. and the cornrows those combined. One other one other thing, one other kind of piece of uh, follow up. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Follow up. Uh, last episode we discussed a little bit about dreams. Uh, I strongly implored you to create a dream journal. I'm 99% sure you did nothing of the sort. Did not. <laughs> Great. So I don't know if this dream will come off as well in audio. Like, <laughs> Okay. I mean, it couldn't come off any worse than your racist dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my bad, too. Like, you know. well, I mean, what are you apologizing <laughs> for? That, that wasn't me. Yeah, well, yeah. You can't control your fucking subconscious. And, like, you were anti the, the racist people. Yeah, yeah, I just want to play basketball with, you know, my homies, like... Right, you know, exactly. Okay, segregation okay. going on. Okay, like. pump the brakes now. But yeah, but no, you're not at fault for, for last... Anyone who... Nobody came away from last episode's discussion of, of your race-related dream thing, like, oh, that right, what a fucking race... Like, nobody would have thought I bet. That. I bet there's someone who's like, this motherfucker is racist as shit, right? <laughs> well, they're, they're saying that because of your, you know, hometown of Goldbar... They're either they're either really into the podcast now or they've stopped watching. You know? like <laughs> right, they, exactly. They take it a stand. Like I had this, I had this, okay. So and it's funny because like it happened last night, and I had this weird fucking dream, like a really weird. And it woke me up. Like it woke me up. Like in, like I thought. I, I think I almost had a heart attack last night. Jesus Christ! Um, you got to at least make it to Memorial Day. Fuck, man, it was really weird. Like I had, so I had this dream, and. I was at my house, like my old house, like my parents, and my sister were there and like went out of my room onto the couch. I like took the remote from my sister. She was like watching the news and I was like, let's just like turn this off. Like this is, <laughs> I was just, like, this is, this is, this is bullshit. Like, you know, and for some reason that stuck out to me. I don't know why, but like I took the remote and I'm like on the couch and I, and I, I fall asleep. <laughs> so I'm sleeping in my dream. But then I, my sister like wakes me up and she's like, you have something pointed at your head. And I, like, panic. Like, and then, like, I can feel in my dream my heart is, like, like really pumping, like, out of my chest. Like, like it's, like, hurting. Like, and I'm, like, well, shit. And I and I remember, and I, you know, I'm not a heroic guy, Eric, but in this dream, maybe I was heroic. <laughs> Let's let the Mark Amadeus uh, decide I, who the true know, heroes hey, are. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't know if this would happen in real life. I'm not, I'm not you know, stand up gentleman. But I remember like grabbing my sister and like dragging her upstairs. I was like, fuck, I freaked out. And I dragged her upstairs to like my parents' room and I locked like the doors. And and she was like like it was the impression that I got was like there was some sort of like gun aimed at my head. Or, oh, like, so there was like a little laser sight? Yeah, because she said she's like there's something like and I freaked out and I like and I dragged her upstairs and like locked the door and and then I and then I like woke up and my heart was like out of my chest. Like I had never even felt this kind of like heartbeat in my life. And I'm I'm almost wondering if something fucking happened last night. Like was was somewhat like someone in my room? Like, I don't fucking know. Like it was so real and vivid. And I was in like the deepest sleep too because I woke up and I was very tired as well. Like, right. like I'd been like really out. Very odd. I've never had a dream like that in my entire life. Um, and it was short. It was short and it was weird and it was just interesting. Like, and I, like, I don't know if I was feeling my heartbeat, if that was real. Cause it was right. like, 
don't know, man. Like, that was... <laughs> but, you know, I woke up. I was like, damn, that was interesting. And then I went back to sleep, and I had another dream. But I don't remember that dream okay. very well to describe it. But, you know, what a night filled with dreams. Like. <laughs> and I love... I love dreaming. I'm happy to hop on here and discuss dreams on any podcast that I can remember and like tell. Yeah. Uh, this one was very, very odd and out of, uh, out of place, but I was, you know, I was heroic, you know, a I real American hero in the dream, a real American hero guns pointed at my head. Speaking of America, you know, right. Like, or just a kid with a, with a laser pen. One of the two. Yeah. Right. Could have been, <laughs> could have been anything. Could, yeah. I don't know what was pointed at my head, but I was panicked when she said it. I was like, Oh right. my fucking God. Like, uh, so that was that was my dream. Uh, I haven't really told anyone about it yet. So I, I do when I when I came back because I went I went to pee afterwards, um, and I came back and I locked my door. <laughs> like it, it was that much where I was like, "What the fuck? It just happened." That was really odd that I locked right. my door, and then I got to pee early and I like went to my door. My door was locked, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like <laughs> uh, so. I'm tell I'm telling you, Ryan. Dream Journal. We need we need you to to keep track of these things. They're getting really good. They're getting they're getting good. Um, I enjoy it every night. It's part of the reason I love sleeping so much. Is my dreams are just they're so vivid. Early to bed. That seven thirty bedtime. Can't no time for Rocket League for Ryan. He's he's just he's sleeping the night away, dreaming of being a hero. You dream, you know. It's like Second Life. You know? <laughs> Talk. You have you have the meta you have the metaverse, but why not just go to sleep? You know. Right. <laughs> Can I break you here really quick? Oh, pee? Yes, I got I got to pee. Yeah. I mean, Ryan has a very very small prostate, so we need to or, or is it a big prostate? Uh oh, uh I I took <laughs> What? I had I got a I got a blood test part of like a physical and um my blood very good. <laughs> All my blood. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I got my test back and I was very concerned like, you know, getting this. I just, you know, but I needed this part of it and like all like everything came back. I looked at it and it was all green. And I looked at the levels of everything. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is really nice!" And I just kept going, going, going. But one thing I do have is a vitamin D deficiency. Oh, yeah. So if you if you were out there ro- rollerblading a little bit more, then uh, we wouldn't have this issue. Well, I'm surprised. I live in Vegas, right? I get enough sun. Like, yeah, uh, it's sunny every day. But very happy with the results. I don't know what they mean necessarily. I just looked at them and they said all green. And I was, you know, I was like, what does this mean? What does fucking ATD mean or whatever? But I was, I was mostly concerned about my like liver enzymes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and that was, that was fully in the middle of the green. Like, there you go. Did they check your prosty out? No. Oh, no. well, maybe they need to do that because you pee a lot. Uh, I'm hoping this just means I don't have to worry about anything and everything's fine <laughs> and nothing could be wrong. I don't know if we've said this on the podcast. I don't know if you want this on the podcast. You wake up to pee at least what two or three times a night. So, so, so no, like, and, and that's it's. Oh god, what do you mean no? This is I, I don't anymore. Like, oh. like it's it, it goes in like weird patterns. So like, mm. I I don't know what this is. Maybe I'm a medical like anomaly or something. <laughs> I don't know. But the like, anomaly, I, Ryan Murphy. I'll sleep through the whole night now, and and uh, and I don't know. During the week, I haven't been like I haven't been drinking during the week. I've just been trying to like, hey, like you know, mm-hmm. I should cut my drinking as some you know some I've periods. Had the I? same thought, yes, yeah. So that's what I've been doing, and maybe that's helping. I don't know, but like, yeah, like I'll, even even so, like you know, I'll, I'll sleep the whole night. But then sometimes, like when I first moved here, I was peeing like before I went to bed, like 
five times within two hours. And I don't think it's because I had to desperately pee. It's just like, if I feel I have to pee a little bit, I'm uncomfortable. I can't go to sleep. So I just get up and go, you know. Well, I won't keep you from your pee. Yeah, go, go ahead and go go pee. I'm glad you got a clean bill of health, though. The picture picture of the medical anomaly, the picture of health, Ryan Murphy. We'll see. I'm going to have to. I'll talk to you the, the, the shit, But the, the results, all green. So all I was, green. I was ecstatic about that. Yeah. This fucking guy is like the Incredible Hulk yeah. up in here. He's all green. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was a very fast, very fast pee. Efficient pee. Very efficient pee over here. Let's see. Do I want something that's more timely with what we're what we've been talking about or do we want something spicy your little puss comment was pretty spicy last night (laughs) i i open i opened it honestly i was gonna respond but i just was like i fucking can't like i just didn't have like the words or like the energy to like really i just saw i was like god fucking damn it like that's an old timey term because I don't know if you're clear on this or not. Puss, puss in that context meant face. Your little puss. Looking forward to seeing your cute little puss tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, your face. You've never heard puss yeah. in terms of face before. No. I told Heather I was like, it's always funny slash disappointing to me when I say something that I really think is funny to Ryan and then nothing crickets. I, I- I hate to give you crickets, Eric. I, I I I love the fucking messages. Don't get me wrong, I do. Like I, I was I was like dying last night. I was like, God fucking damn it, Eric. And I was gonna send her. I was like there, and I was just like, I can't. Like I just don't know what. To, I don't know how to respond like appropriately right now. And I just, yeah. but don't you know? It's okay. You can send them. I won't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Yeah, and it's not. God, I I'm not a great responder in text message to anyone in general. So just just know that's not just you. I'm uh, well I will leave text message unread for for uh, for a while. Usually, there's a one day turnaround, and then I'll get a response like next day. That's usually well, how it's it works. because I get an alert that I've left a message unread for one day, <laughs> and I get another one. Thank God you have that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll hit you with a topical thing before before the other other uh, topic here. So we've talked about spring, Ryan's favorite time. All the flowers are in bloom. The birds and the bees, they're chirping, they're buzzing around. Uh, Ryan, uh, and I really don't like harping too much on baseball on this podcast because, you know, we don't want to bore people to tears. But, I mean, you're in Las Vegas. Stands to reason that there could be a spring training trip in in your future. Have you given this any thought? That so I'm supposed to go down to Arizona to see my grandparents because they're there, uh-huh. um, and they're they're pretty close to where the Mariners play spring training. That's actually I didn't even really think about that, but yeah, that's uh, Peoria, right? Peoria, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have to do that. Actually, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I the thought had crossed my mind, and I was like, well, I'm sure this is already you know big baseball fan Ryan on his to-do list here, but, uh, I, no, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. It's like a drive away. It's a you know, four hour drive. So, okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's all, all you know when I <laughs> please keep it, keep us posted on what you think the Mariners prospects are for this year. I think I trust your keen eye when it comes to scouting talent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And who wouldn't, but, um, I, it's, <laughs> I need to like, I need to hype myself back up for baseball. Like after what happened with the Seahawks this year, I stopped kind of watching football. Like, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I need to. I need to like put my phone down, hype myself back up for baseball. Get a baseball game on TV, watch it for three hours like I used to. Get back into it this year. That is that is 
on my list of goals is to really get back into baseball this year um, like I was when I was, you know, 10. Right. For sure. I mean, what else do you have going on? I would say you should take this a step further because I feel like there's a lot of opportunities that you have being in the geographic location that you are. Like, for for example, and I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm just going to throw it out here. Like, for example, have you seen the Grand Canyon? No. No. So, like, these are the, these are the types of things because you're not going to be living in Vegas forever, Ryan. There's It's arguable, arguable that you're even going to be living in Vegas at the end of 2022. I think that there's certain things that you need to capitalize on and, and and do, otherwise you're going to regret having not done them. So, it's probably not where you're going with this, and continue to go with your list, but, like, there's, there's this, like, quote, I saw on TikTok, it's from a show, it's a big show, I can't remember the name right now. Um, not, it better not, okay, it better not be This Is Us. Uh, it's not This Is Us. Okay. Uh, right. It's... Big, big, big fear. It's, it's, no, no, but it's, but, like, this guy, he, he's staring at the ocean, <laughs> and and he's and, and, and he's someone's like oh like kind of like what do you think and he's like well I've stared at it for ten minutes and like I get it like you know and they're like aren't you in awe of it and he's like well like I'm more like frustrated that like the people here like are so into it and I just fucking can't figure it out like you know like and to me that's the Grand Canyon like I could go see it and that's cool but like that's a long drive I'm just gonna like it's a you know it's a bunch of rocks. Uh, you know, like, is this really going to be worth my time to go, like, see? I It's one of the great sites, and, like, I get it. It's probably beautiful, but, like, do I really care that much? I don't know. Like, I can't get that into it. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your time. You just, you were like, you were like, you... You live in Vegas, you must see this with your time. That's basically what you just said. Well, I'm just, I mean, here, all I'll say is this, Ryan. If you're wondering, is this worth my time? <laughs> How much is your time actually worth? Because from the south It's of- not that much. <laughs> <laughs> How far away is the Grand Canyon from where you are right now? That's drivable, I yeah? It, I think it's like I think it's like five or six hours. Is that on the way to Arizona? Yeah, but it's north. Okay. Um, so, like, I'd be going to, like, Phoenix area. Yeah. It'd be out of the way, but like Greta wants to see it for sure. Well, the fucking here's what you do, Ryan. When she like, she, there's a week. Let's say you have a week, for example. You take a week. She comes down. You visit. You do Vegas for like a day or two. Then you drive out to the Grand Canyon, hang out around the Grand Canyon for a few days. Then go visit your grandparents. Maybe do the spring training thing, either with or without Greta. I don't know. And then come back. Like, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a heck of a little trip. That way you're not hinging this whole trip on the Grand Canyon, which you may or may not be, you know, super into, but at least you can say that you've done it. And then that way, when you're an 80-year-old man with a who's peeing even more than you are now, which is kind of hard to think about, then you won't have that regret of, why didn't I go see the Grand Canyon? When I was young and able-bodied and virile and strong and, 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 and in my prime. Eric, I will always be strong and in my prime, all right? That's all. <laughs> But I'm not opposed to seeing the Grand Canyon, especially if someone wanted to. Oh, that's fine. Like, I would totally go do it. Just like for me, like, am I going to alone drive out to the Grand Canyon, go look at it and be like, cool, and then go drive back? Like, I don't think so. Like, that to me, that doesn't sound very interesting. I'd rather go to sleep. 7.30, like... I mean, with the type of dreams you have, that makes sense. Dream about the Grand Canyon. Right. Yeah. The, the, the adventures you can get into in the Grand Canyon when when someone when yeah. a sniper is pointing his gun 
and you're in the yeah. bottom of the canyon. You're scampering away to escape. I'll save my sister from fucking falling <laughs> off the Grand Canyon. Like, <laughs> be a hero again. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm, all I'm not, and the Grand Canyon is just an example because I know it's like relatively close and it's like a fairly big deal. But, you know, I think there's a lot of things you could probably do to make use of your location that you, you know, had you still been in the greater Seattle area, you probably would not be able to. So, you know, I, I just don't want you yeah. to come away from this experience thinking, oh, I wish I would have done, I wish I would have gone to the Heart Attack Cafe area. How come you didn't badger me to go to the Heart Attack Cafe? I would have a heart attack if I went there based on last <laughs> night. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's things to do. I, I go out like, you know, I hit like mead. I checked it out. I checked out the, the big dam out there. Wait, what are you talking about right now? Mead? Lake mead is like, Oh, yeah. Lake mead. Yeah. Lake mead. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I saw it and I was like, cool. Nice. <laughs> and then I went home and that was it. Like I, uh, I sent some pictures. <laughs> Not better than me dreaming. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I don't know. Like I just, I you know, I one thing I do want to see really bad now that I'm out is I'm a uh, so the example I gave earlier. I fucking fully disagree. I'm a huge ocean fan. I love the ocean. I love water. <laughs> so you, so you don't you, you don't agree with all TikToks? Just just a portion. I agree with what the premise of what he was saying, but <laughs> his his specific example, I I, I love it. So I want to go to Venice Beach. And I and I will be. This is like, that's also like a four hour drive. Uh-huh. Um, so that I really really want to see. It sounds like they maybe have cleaned it up a little bit. My roommate's like, "Fuck that! Don't go there. It's fucking disgusting." And like, a buddy lives down there. He's like, "Fuck that." We were good. We we're gonna go to L.A. for our trip on President's Day, but everyone's like, "Fuck L.A. So bad right now." <laughs> okay. Um, so we came here, but I do want to see Venice Beach. I want to get a, maybe bring my blades, hit the skate park. You know, like you and I both know deep down inside, you're never going to fucking use those blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you if you went the entire fall season and went and basically all of winter at this point, and you haven't used those blades, those blades aren't going to fucking get used, Ryan. Just come to terms with this. They're yeah, <laughs> I, I would like to say yeah, but like they're going to get, but I don't know. They've been in my closet the whole time. They're, they're set up very nicely in my closet, ready to grab, get out of here. Right. I haven't grabbed them yet. Um, so, but they're like 40 bucks, you know? That's it's true. Like you, can, you couldn't pass that deal up, you know? So. Uh, if you do go to the Grand Canyon, please bring the blades. And, like, Greta can be your your photog. Just get some sweet, like, blade picks yeah. in, uh, in and around the Grand Canyon. Like, standing on a cliff. With my blades on, like, right, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. That, like, would, that would actually be a good picture. Like, you get ready to jump, like, you're kind of in, like, a low yeah. crouch and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some brink-ass yeah, shit. Sure. I'll put it on sure. a shirt. Uh, yeah, I can, I can work on that. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. One other question before we get into our wrestle talk here today. You always have the the right, Ryan, as the, as the talent of the podcast. You can, at any point in time, you can say, that's too spicy of a question for me, and you can omit to answer. Uh, and I will, I will, I will do my best to edit it out. I feel like you've said this probably like forty-eight times. <laughs> what? Yeah, once per yeah. episode. Yeah. And and you rare, sometimes you've told me, hey, maybe take that out. But like for the most part, you're very forthcoming. <laughs> so Ryan, this is something that came across my radar recently. I wanted to throw it out in front of you. Have, <laughs> have, have you have you ever sent dick pics? This, no, no, I haven't. I have never <laughs> sent a dick pic. Um, and it's because 
even with my long-term you know, <laughs> girlfriend of many, many years, a decade, she would never want to fucking see a dick pic. <laughs> not only long-term, but at the moment, long distance as well. Yeah, no, not even... Uh, not even that. If I were to do that, I would get the most, like, what the fuck response. <laughs> and, uh, and probably other words, like, better words. That, but, yeah, it wouldn't It wouldn't go well even, even... I don't think so. I mean, I, I've never... I don't... Maybe, like... <laughs> Are you talking yourself into the premise of sending Greta a dick pic right now? I've never done it. Like, I just... I, maybe, maybe, like, maybe I'm, like, overthinking. Maybe I have a better reaction yeah. than I thought. How, what could be more romantic than, than that? Well, I, you know, like on the flip side, I would love any picks, uh, you know. <laughs> Mark you Maniacs, know, uh, you heard her first. Ryan is <laughs> okay. willing yeah, and yeah, able yeah. to accept all picks, uh, nude or otherwise. <laughs> You'd like to, <laughs> yeah. You can find them on 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 TikTok. Yeah, no, I I've never and like on Reddit, like a lot. Oh my god, like there's a lot of dick pic posts about like, oh, like why did you do that or like have you like. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. and it's always like so fucking ridiculous. Like, I just don't think like they're appreciated that much. So I've never like gone out of my, like knowing that, knowing mm. and understanding that that's the case, yeah. which I get. I've just never, I've never done it. Like, um, it's never even really. T- I've never been like, oh, Dad, I really want to send a dick pic right now, but I can't. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's never been no. But that said, if that's what you're into, I if if. You know, if Greta really loved dick pics, I'd totally just send dick pics. Sure, like no big deal, like whatever. <laughs> but I just know it's not a thing that like anyone likes, so I just don't like it. Right, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. So, so just to kind of extrapolate what I'm hearing here, so it sounds like you probably, even if you had not been in like a long term relationship, you probably just wouldn't be a dick pic guy in general. Then no, like that's. That's, I think it's one way to get you, like, cut off if you're, like, trying to, like, do the dating thing. I yeah. for, I just, I have to imagine, right? Like, that cannot be received well by, like, 90% of women in, like, anywhere, right? Like, right. I think. I have not met, I don't associate, <laughs> I don't associate with women who are, like, super big into the, into the dick pic thing. And if, and if I do associate with them, they don't fucking tell me about it. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not even that. I don't know. It's not that shocking to me. I, the fact that people keep talking about it, like maybe they really want to or something. Like I don't know. Like it's just <laughs> sure. Fine. If you're into it, that's great. Like right. send dick pics all day. Like uh, you know. But I don't know. It's just it doesn't seem well received by anybody. So I just whatever. I think the strategy would be just to like write down the barrel, just like yeah, right, right, the hole just staring right into you. Oh, he's, oh no! I think. Dude, I disagree. Like, <laughs> I don't think that'd be the way to go. First of all, like, one, do you have to be like erect, right? Like, <laughs> or you do you said to stop it, dick pic? Like, no, you don't. You have, <laughs> having okay. I too, for the record, just so there's no confusion about this, <laughs> I also have never sent a a dick pic before either. But I, I I would wager good money that you do not send a flaccid pic. Yeah, I don't think you send the flat, but I don't agree with your angle like on that. If you were to send a, I think you got to go from the top. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's where we disagree because you want to you want it to like peer into their soul, right? So you just go right down the barrel. It's just staring them right right in the eye, and then they know what they're what they're dealing with. I think there's too much biology with that. Like you're looking at like the urethra, like the, you know, um, 
like you got to go from the top. You're just showing like the substance of it, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like what this really is. You don't need to show all the the functions of it. You just show <laughs> what it is. You know how large <laughs> the girth. You catch it all at once. Like yeah, I get. I would think like a dick pic from right in the front could be deceitful, like a little bit, like because it doesn't show. Maybe you build up to that. Maybe maybe you start with the uh, with the engorged member from the you know from the top view. Uh, Etc. Yeah. But then, then eventually you build your way to right down the barrel. As they the get into it, maybe that's the yeah. strategy, right? Maybe. To get women into it is you do from the top, and then it gets seductive, right? Like, right, like a series of five pictures where it gets more and more, just like, and then it's just a full-on frontal view. Like when the doctor sticks it, like in you know, there's a camera that goes into your urethra or something, like then mm-hmm. you get, you just keep going, like right. I mean, if it's good yeah. enough for a catheter, it's good enough to get a picture taken of it. Do they do that? Do they stick cameras? Uh, stick cameras <laughs> I am doing I don't think. I mean, I'm sure that there are cameras that can go into urethras. I've never had one personally. I never want anything again of my dick. <laughs> I don't care all- how much you want that picture. Like, it's not, it's not coming. I almost never catch when the sound bite at the end of the episode happens, like when we're recording live. But that I I just caught that. That's, good, That's good. for sure. I never <laughs> again want anything in my dick. Uh, have you ever taken? Uh, we'll pivot a little bit. So no dick pics. How about any like sexy pics? You ever taken any sexy pics? I'm not as sexy as I used to be, uh, and it's I I haven't. Uh, <laughs> but I would I would I would do that right now if I was feeling really sexy and I wanted to show Greta. Like, I would I would do it. I just it would be. But it, here's the thing, like. It would have to be like, it have to be kind of funny in a sexy way, like yes. you know, like it ha- like I couldn't just mere shout myself like, hoping you know, I have to be like a creative way of like, look at how good I look right now, right? Um, it's funny though, like there you need to spice in some humor. I understand you can't just be yeah. straight, you know, erotic because it's not going to work. I I would t- like I said, like I said, any pick that came. From right of my way, I'd be like, "Holy shit, nice, fuck yeah!" Like, whatever. That'd be. I don't care if it's funny. I don't care if it's anything. I would take anything. But for me, like, you you have to throw like something into it. Like, I I have to get creative. I have to like, and I don't, you know, how do you do that? How do you be original? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the most so. recent time I ever did anything remotely similar to that, and like, it definitely was like. 95% funny and 5% sexy. I remember a buddy of mine, uh, we were helping him move out of Detroit, <laughs> and he had, uh, do you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Dick yeah. Towel? The Dick Towel. What, epi- what season? Is, that, oh. is it later? Uh, mid, mid-season, I oh, want to say. Okay. But like it was, a, it was a towel where it looked like you were a naked man. Uh, and, but, but, so you could kind of wrap oh, the towel either yes. way yeah, and like yeah, yeah. one was a little tiny penis and one was like a big yeah, penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. had one of those. And so like <laughs> my now wife at the time, girlfriend, I, I took a pic in the dick towel. See, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> that is exactly how you do it. Eric. Well done. Like you got it down. I, you know, like, uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. You have to come up in a way like that. That's going to. Fuck! I gotta think of ideas now because, like, now I want to send one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get my creative juices on uh, and and uh, send something out. But yeah, it will be like a sexy bod pick, right? Not a, not a dick pick, a rip to uh, death. I think, I think if anything, you hide the dick. Yeah, you probably hide. If you're not gonna, 
I think option A is you hide the dick. Option B, and I know you already said you you drew your line in the sand. I'm not putting anything in my dick any ever again. If yeah. if you maybe are shaky on that, maybe you've kind of second guessing yourself on that on that strategy a little bit. Just put a rose in there. Mm, that sounds exactly like what I was saying. Nature's vase. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also maybe, and I if you get set a pick, you know, which you can, right? Like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I hear. I hear some people and, have that happen to them. Yeah, and then you try to replicate that, right? Like <laughs> just the same thing, but like you, like maybe that's a you know that's a strategy to go to. Now I'll have to like receive something before I. So, again, not and, – and I say this every – like, this is something that legit has been said in just about all 48 episodes so far. I know that by the time people are hearing this, it is past this date. But mm. at the time of this recording, we're pre-Valentine's Day. We're, like, three-ish weeks away from Valentine's Day. Ryan, there's a phenomenon that I'm not sure that you're aware of called uh, boudoir picks. Uh, there's men's boudoir picks that exist. You could get boudoir picks taken of you and send them to Greta. I don't, what is a boudoir pick? Uh, it's like classy, fancy, not necessarily nude, but they can be. Uh, but like kind of erotic photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me <laughs> let me just hold on. Let me pull up some and I'll put them in front of the camera here. So let's see here. So are they? It's is it for men or is it like? Uh, it's usually for your significant other. But, like, is it, is it gear? Is this, like, service geared towards men taking pics or, like, anybody taking pics? Well, uh, I mean, I don't know, of like, the specific company or anything like that. But, like, most boudoir photo shoots are, like, of women. Mm, okay, but, like, okay. men have kind of, So, here's... This is, like, a, a, a serious one here. I'll, let's see if I can get this in... I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, hide the hide the dick. Hide the dick, like, right? And you don't yeah. have to hide the dick, but like he hide the dick. Uh, sometimes they can be more humorous. Here, here you go. Here's so it's it's a dude on the bed with some pizza slices on his chest. If I if I yeah. <laughs> if I had that with just my two cats, that might work. Right. You know this this one. So like yeah, again, hiding the dick. I don't like his the shape of that guy's knees, but um, here you go. Here's another one. Like, you can't see anything because his crotch is too dark, but, like, it's implied. Yeah. There's a lot of implied nudes in the in the boudoir that's, space. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes, for for this context, that makes that makes sense. Um, also, like, butt cheek. I think you could do this one pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, are you, cons- are you on the fence about this? Is this something you're considering for Valentine's Day 2022? Tonight I'm considering. Tomorrow I may just totally forget about it. Like, this is gonna be. This is gonna go the way of the dream journal. I can fucking guarantee it. <laughs> Ryan makes a lot of promises on Thursday nights that he forgets yeah. about Friday morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to know the options out there, okay. fantastic. Like, that's. Uh, I won't tell Greta that we talked about this. That way, if you do decide, because I think that would be phenomenal. You know what? Like you told her I was gonna kill her on the boat. <laughs> I didn't tell her. I just posted that on the social media channel, right, which right, you can right. find us on Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> uh, email us at hardmarkpodcast at gmail.com, uh, Twitter, etc. We're on all those social media spaces. Uh, reach out to us. Remember, if you ask us a question, we will always lead off the episode with your question. So make sure to send it in. Uh, <laughs> but no, I wouldn't tell her about it. Uh, you know what? 
if it was if it was within reason, Ryan, I'll even put this out here to sweeten the pot a little bit. If the pricing for this was within reason, assuming you would let me post um, at least a portion <laughs> of the photos on our social media, I would consider paying for your boudoir photos. So, so all this said, you would consider paying for this. We would need to discuss specifics on like what's allowed to be posted, what's not, what what is the cost of this. But you this. would you would consider paying. You wouldn't just be like, for sure, that's coming out. Uh, like, <laughs> do we have a budget here? Like, what what's happening? I mean, with this we'll, podcast? I'll is talk there... to the Hardmark Board of Directors. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know yet. Just, <laughs> Am I just not yet. on the Board of Directors of this podcast? You need to give it another fifty episodes or so before you get Jesus there, pal. Christ. But uh, I mean, I, I'm <laughs> saying that I within re- like I'm not going to pay you know a thousand dollars for your fucking boudoir pictures here. Well, but I don't like, think it would, would it, you think it'd be a thousand dollars? I don't. I no, don't know probably not. Like maybe a couple hundred. I don't know. Yeah, but I would. I would consider, depending on what the cost was and what I could... I could could tell you, I could tell you, Eric, I would not consider paying out of my own pocket for this. (laughs) I would not consider. So you're going to have to consider whether or not, like, you know, our fund will... I'm pretty sure you won't even fucking do a cursory Google search of this, much less pay $200 for it. I haven't. I haven't. (laughs) It was so, so, just in short, it would be up to me to Google search Las Vegas male boudoir photography... Establish a price point, uh, and, and then take it from there. Were you searching on Bing or Chrome? I haven't searched. Any, I just I just Google searched. May I didn't look yeah, search Google Vegas. Searched it. You I didn't, didn't like, get the spicy stuff because you're not on Bing. <laughs> is Bing where the action happens? Bing is where the porn happens, Eric. Oh shit! Bing is where the porn happens. Yeah. So just so you wrong. know, in the future, wrong places. Yeah, you gotta you gotta Bing it. Um, <laughs> when in doubt. Everybody, you gotta you gotta bang it. You gotta bang it. All right. Let's talk let's talk about wrestling. Let's get into wrestling. We've we've done enough jibber jabber for for today. All right, Ryan. The last time we saw a gentleman by the name of Hulk Hogan was a pretty mm. notable event. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, do you remember that? You remember that. Yeah, no. Do you like it was yesterday? You remember what fucking happened? He turned heel. He turned bad guy. Yeah, I, I, I do vaguely remember the match you're talking about. Yeah, he showed up at the very end. They were expecting yeah, yeah. the third man as part of the NWO, and yeah. fucking Hulk Hogan showed up. Uh, so he turned heel, and he aligned himself with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to form the New World Order, or the NWO for short, Ryan. This event sent shockwaves through the landscape of professional wrestling and would help to usher in a whole new era of wrestling and bring swarms of people back after the low point of the early to mid-1990s. So the goal, Ryan, of the NWO was simple, to take apart WCW piece by piece and to take control of the organization for themselves. So each week... On WCW Monday Nitro, it would chronicle the efforts of the NWO in destroying WCW from the inside, while WCW was desperately looking to fight off this threat. It was an easy-to-understand formula that led WCW to dominate the WWF in the ratings for nearly two years straight. In particular, 
the NWO was presented as an entirely unique entity. So their interview segments were always preceded by an announcer stating that the following message had been paid for by the New World Order, and the segments themselves were shot more like a music video than a traditional pro wrestling interview segment. So in short, it was way cooler than anything WCW had ever done before. Uh, any questions around that? Sounds like TikTok. Uh, this uh, the NWO was really truly the innovators of a of a great TikTok. Yeah, yeah, Does TikTok yeah. have a limit of the length of your video? Yes. What is the length? Like so, generally it's like fifteen seconds, but you can now go up to like a minute to three on okay. longer, but like fifteen seconds in general. Like gotcha. But yeah, gotcha. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> everyone's a, everyone's a fucking innovator nowadays. You know, like this, this is where it stemmed from. Fucking yeah. Okay. Noted. So yeah. let me go ahead. I'm going to share with you a link to an NWO interview segment. This is right. This is in the very, 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 very beginnings of the NWO. So they had just formed. This is kind of one of their first interviews uh, that they had performed after Hulk Hogan had joined their ranks. So let me send you that link right now, sir. But this is probably when you talk about your classic TNT wrestling, this would have been probably right around the era that you would have caught little little glimpses of that. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. People are wondering who's going to be next. Don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah, it's invitation only there, chicos. Billionaire Ted with all of Ted's horses and all of Ted's men, you're not gonna be able to put the WCW back together again. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. I think Hulk kind of looks like he's in his prime right here. Hulk is very unique in that you could really argue that he had two very distinct primes. His absolute probably physical peak was in that early to mid-80s run of, like, I'd say between 84 to 87, 88-ish or so. Um, and that was definitely one of his peaks. And then the other peak would have been this NWO Hulk Hogan run. I feel like this is what I remember of Hulk. Like, this, like, this is like you said, like, mid-late 90s. Yeah, this, so that, well, that video that we just watched would have been in 1996. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the classic TNT wrestling that you you know mentioned way back in episode one was probably right around this. I mean, Hulk Hogan turning bad put WCW on the map in a lot of ways. Now he just looks. I mean, maybe it's the way they shot the video, but like that, he looks like a new Hulk Hogan, ready to like. Yeah. 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 And and I it wasn't because of the kind of the shadowing and everything. I don't know how how clearly visible it was. He's got a a, a beard now, so he still has like the white uh, bleach blonde mustache, but now he's got a black beard. You're right. Around I can that. see that now. It's it's paused, but I can I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. So bad guy uh, Hulk, black yeah. beard to go with the blonde mustache. It's quite a d- yeah. dynamic look. Well, you you know you got to change yourself up. You know you got to keep you got to keep. You keep moving, like, you, know, like. <laughs> you you say that, but you know what? You're at that's spot on because in wrestling, especially because 
people are seeing you every single week. Like there is no off season in professional wrestling. So you constantly have to reinvent yourself. Like generally speaking, you can have a run that lasts a couple of years, but then you're going to want to change things up and switch things around a little bit. And you want to try and switch things up for the audience. So they're not getting bored and, and you're not coming across as stale anymore. So, you know, I think in the, in the case of Hulk, it was super long overdue. You know, like Ted Cruz-ish. <laughs> Yeah, so you, I thought your sorry was for the clicking, but it was a preemptive apology for the reference you're about to make. I understand. But yes, very, Hulk Hogan was (laughs) the Ted Cruz of the 1990s. Everybody says that. So, (laughs) in the immediate aftermath, Ryan, in the immediate aftermath of Hulk Hogan's heel turn, he dropped the Hulk. And he began to refer to himself as Hollywood Hogan. It is speculated, Ryan, that this was not only done to help give this new persona a different identity, but to also avoid paying royalties to Marvel Comics for the rights to the name Hulk. Uh, how would that have been with calling himself Hollywood? So then he was calling himself Hollywood Hogan instead of Hulk Hogan. Oh, because prior he was paying... Correct. Yeah. So he was paying a certain amount of money. And I think that amount of money kind of changed over the years bit by bit. But yeah, the the Marvel Comics character of the Incredible Hulk predates Hulk Hogan. Uh, I don't I'm sure you don't remember this. We talked about this on a very early episode of the of the program. But Hulk Hogan got the name Hulk Hogan because he was on a talk show alongside the dude who played the Incredible Hulk on the TV show, Lou Ferrigno, and Mm. Hulk Hogan was bigger than him. And so the host of the show was like, you're bigger than the Hulk. And then from that point, he became Hulk Hogan. I'll probably ask you that again in future episodes. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. I don't expect (laughs) you to to retain that level of of information but (laughs) but yeah so since that point he kind of he was paying like a a fee for the for the rights to the name hulk but with the newly christened hollywood hogan he would immediately go on and win the wcw world heavyweight championship which he promptly spray painted with an nwo tag so he'd take black spray paint and write it on the uh, faceplate of the belt and then he claimed it to be the nwo world heavyweight championship so I think I have asked this before, I believe, but did, okay. did it correlate at all with the NWA? The the like rap the group? spray painting? Yeah. Um, like the NWO, was there any like, no, no, maybe not. I'm not, I mean, I think that there was a certain like gang sort of identity that they were trying to kind of get across. Yeah. And, and I know I've heard Kevin Nash, the the big tall guy, the guy who used to play in the NCAA, uh, who we've seen a couple times now. Uh, he was on the Tennessee Volunteers, went to the Sweet 16. He's talked about how, especially in those days in wrestling, there wasn't a lot of black representation. So he almost considered himself to be the closest thing mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. to that on mainstream television at the time. So like, I don't think that they specifically, especially in the case of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> looked at the <laughs> NWA or like, we need to do that or anything like that. But I think that there was a certain element of like trying to make themselves come across as being kind of like more... Uh, street, yeah, yeah. if you want to say, or more urban, whatever the terminology that you want to use. But uh, I don't know where the NWO name came from off the top of my head. I would have to research that. Oh, like you don't know what? <laughs> like where they came? Well, like who came up with NWO New World Order? I don't. I don't know where that. Yeah, like came from necessarily. Yeah. But yeah. 
Uh, so again, he wins the WCW title, spray paints over it. Now it's the NWO title. And with the world championship now in the possession of the NWO, this caught the attention of a man that we've seen a, a couple times on the program before, Ryan, a man by the name of Ric Flair, who, mm. alongside his group of the Four Horsemen, which traditionally had been kind of his, his lackeys, his henchmen, etc., uh, they attempted to take the title back to WCW, but to no avail. So with the NWO using gang tactics and playing the numbers game to overwhelm the wrestlers of WCW, this led men to align together who traditionally would not. So Sting, who we've also seen a couple times on the program, Sting, the flag bearer of WCW, and the only man, and this is very notable, Sting is the only man to have never left WCW since his arrival in the company. So I think Sting showed up in WCW around 86 to 87-ish or so. Since that point... Everybody else had had stints elsewhere. He joined forces with Ric Flair, and he brought along his friend, the total package, Lex Luger, along to challenge the NWO for supremacy. Uh, however, with the gauntlet laid down, the NWO still had some tricks up their sleeve. Since their formation, the NWO constantly teased the addition of new members being added to their ranks from both outside WCW as well as from within. Uh, so when a four-on-four match between WCW and the NWO was made for the upcoming war games, it was unclear who would comprise the NWO team to face off with Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Sting, and Lex Luger. So over several weeks, it was strongly implied that WCW had multiple defectors, which one of them, one of the defectors, was actually former WCW champion The Giant. But there was another development that would have major ramifications on our match, which we're just going to go ahead and check out right now, sir. So this is a little clip of Monday Nitro. I'm standing out here in the parking lot, running my own. No! That's it. No! That's it. Oh, that's right. Oh, no! Dang! Head turned. He's been fought off by DiBiase. It is Sting and the NWO. No. Oh, you thought you'd never see this. No. I said you can't trust anybody. You can't trust the soul here. And there you see it. Sting standing side by side with the NWO beating up his partner Lex Luger and getting into that limousine. What are we going to do for the war games? So, so we just saw a little clip of uh, Sting turning his back on WCW, something nobody ever thought would happen. Uh, and then kind of the aftermath of that with, with Flair, Luger, and Arn Anderson all kind of coming to terms and trying to figure out, you know, what that next step is going to be. So with Sting having defected, this throws that match into chaos. So just so you're aware, Ryan, the premise of the War Games match is that there is a giant cage that is lowered over two rings that are side by side. Uh, and so there's a cage that goes over both of these rings at the same time. And so there's one man from each team that will enter the cage every few minutes, and the match is only able to end after all participants, so after all eight men have entered the cage, and then one member of either one of the teams has submitted or has surrendered. And so WCW appears to have a huge disadvantage being a man down, but who knows what backup plans both the NWO and WCW have in store 
for one another. And that is our match here today, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan's record as it stands right now, 30 wins, 24 losses, two-match losing streak. I can see that Ryan has that eye of the tiger. He wants to break that streak. A little bit of one extra morsel of data before we watch this match. Uh, Ryan's record in the great state of North Carolina is six wins and two losses. And so this match is taking place in Winston-Salem. So there you go, Ryan. Any uh, any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns before we watch the thing? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm, okay. I think I'm good. So two rings, one cage, eight dudes. They're all going to fight. Three on four. Potentially three on four, unless WCW comes up with a miracle, which... You know, who knows, who knows what'll happen, but, uh, we'll, we'll see, but we will watch that match. We'll come back with our thoughts, a little bit of audio sprinkled in between, and we'll be right back. Thanks everybody. Arn Anderson, Scott Hall, the outsiders. Here we go. First five minute period in war games. I'll guarantee you one thing. WCW will never be the same after tonight. Okay, I, I've been told. I've been told the NWO has won the coin toss. Wow! Uh, It'll be the NWO's time now as we approach the 32nd mark. Will it be the Giant? Will it be Sting? Will it be someone else? Uh oh! It's Sting. It is Sting. Sting's on his way seconds. to the ring. You know the franchise has gone bad. Yeah. 15 seconds remain. He's Stinger splashing everybody. 10, Who can this be? 9, Who can this be? 8, Seven. 7, Here we go, guys. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What the? That, it's Sting. That is Sting. That is Sting. Oh, yes. Get on him, baby. He was telling the truth. He was telling the truth. He has taken the NWO to the water trough. He's done it all by himself. And they didn't trust him. They didn't trust him. Well, you look at this now, confrontation. Is that good enough for you right there? Wow. Is that proof enough? Not now. Not now. He just told him to stick it. He said, is that good enough for you? And he's leaving. He showed him, you thought I was a traitor. You thought I was a Benedict Arnold. I said I wasn't. You turned your back on me. Now I want to show you that I can take the NWO on by myself. And a front face lock on Luger. Oh, Luger's in a bad situation here. Oh, Luger's in a lot of pain. Well, they could cripple him right here. He could use the loose use of his legs if they hurt his back. He could, he's in very, very bad predicament right here. Wait a minute. Nick Patrick said he gave up. Mr. Anderson was in there with him right there. I'm telling oh, you now. What does this mean now for I us? cannot believe the NWO has won this war game, Tony. Oh, Dusty. This war game has ended with the NWO. The winners of the war games representing the NWO, the New World Order. This is unbelievable. And you know, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That's right. Don't even have Sting. And... Only thing I could think of, had we trusted Sting, had the wrestlers in the dressing room trusted Sting, we could have won this up. thing. It's too late now. What if, what if, what if? Too late now. We're back. Everybody, ladies and germs. Everybody likes when you say that to people. Uh, we just watched the war games between Team WCW and Team NWO. Ryan, what did you think of the match? <laughs> You were apologizing to me, thinking like you were going to hurt my feelings before we, even, we stopped. Even when we started this, you, the, you have a sad 
tone in your voice, and I just <laughs> I feel like you had high expectations, and uh, I mean that match is just gonna be where it's gonna be. Like, <laughs> I guess we're gonna find for me, and you know, like here's what I'll say, and like I think that you're probably going to agree with me. I think that there's a lot of things around the match, and like story beats that happen within the match that are much more interesting than like the actual wrestling in the match itself. But Eric, I can get into a storyline. I can get into a storyline mm-hmm. for sure. I'm yeah. a storyline guy. People yeah. call me storyline. Uh, no one, that, ca- what? Hold, nobody that, calls you storyline. You've never been to a concert before. Nobody calls you storyline. <laughs> people, call, people call me storyline. Okay. Got it. Right. Ryan storyline. Uh, I'm not just a guy who sits there and, and analyzes one part of the I like to analyze the whole match as as it is presented to me. Sure. That match was fucking like awful. Like that match I, I thought that match sucked. Like Wow. Uh, I haven't really like been so disgusted by a match in a long time. Like, You're okay, here here's what you have a tendency to do, Ryan. You like talk yourself into feeling certain ways about things like when we finished watching that match you're like oh that's not very good and like now the more you're hearing yourself say how much the match sucked and how fucking horrible the match was like that's only like building up in your mind just how bad that match was it wasn't it wasn't that bad that match that match is fucking terrible like that it was really it was really bad like uh, even with the storyline in it uh and and a lot of big names Uh uh-huh were you not intrigued by the sting element of the match? So just so everybody's, and we'll get to this in the notes, but so when we left off after we kind of watched a little clip of, of Monday Nitro, there it was pretty clear that Sting seemed to have defected to the NWO. Me, but then when the match happens and kind of all the different entrants show up, it turns out the Sting that had apparently turned to the NWO, that was not the real Sting. That was a bogus bullshit and version said of Sting. That. In the beginning of the interview, if that wasn't me, I wasn't there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't know who to believe at that point. It's not until you see everybody out in the front of the crowd and it's clear, okay, that's not the real sting. That's the real sting. The real sting was telling the truth the whole time. Like, that's that, – you you were intrigued by that. You you had I, a level of investment emotionally. There was, like, there was like a second where I was like, oh, that's crazy, right? Like, a new sting, the second sting. The sting right. that wasn't actually there, the real sting – but then he like fought did some shitty fucking moves for a second and then dipped. Wow. Shitty fucking move. People were going ape shit. The people didn't think they were shitty fucking moves. The people did go ape shit for a second. Are you shitting on the people of Winston Salem now? Or are you adding them to your list of geographic enemies alongside such luminaries as Tampa Bay, Hawaii, Canada? <laughs> I respect North Carolina to the deepest that's Michael Jordan's town. Alright? I would never <laughs> disrespect North Carolina. But <laughs> Fuck that match. Like, it, it, it didn't... It, the, the, the excitement was great. I love excitement. You know how I get into crowd excitement. That just that hypes yeah. me up. Yeah. But then... Ryan loves excitement. It, 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 it faded very quickly. Uh, and he, he left. That was it. It was basically like... And then, also, when it comes to, like, you know, even the outcome of the match, it was like he was barely even there, like... Uh, I mean, I think, and like, this is my interpretation and we'll go to the notes and we'll kind of, you know, talk about it blow by blow. But I think what Sting was more or less demonstrating was he had the power to turn the tide of that whole thing. And because his friends did not trust him, 
he basically said, fuck you, and left, and then that's when everything turned to shit. So with Sting, they're much more powerful force without Sting. Because of their distrust of him, uh, they lost out on all, all on the victory. I mean, for all it was hyphens to be, even like the presentation of the match, uh, for all of that, it was the one of the most ridiculous matches I've watched in, in wrestling, and now I've seen, <laughs> you know, I don't know, over 50. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, one of the, I mean, you have to at least, when you're going to throw that kind of match with that kind of storyline, you have to at least back it up with some wrestling. There was zero wrestling involved. Zero. It was, it, you had Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And Ric Flair in there. I'm and familiar there with was that. zero wrestling in that match at all. Like, if you have a storyline, that's great, but back it up a little bit. I mean, my notes seem to indicate that there was some wrestling. I, I can go to those notes now. Okay, yeah. All right, let's go, let's go to the notes. Okay, let's go to the notes. Uh, so the notes here, sir. We start things off. So C- Cage lowers with a bunch of pyro. You love fire. Who doesn't love fireworks, Ryan? So I'm saying buildup is great. Buildup build is great. Yeah. Promo from Team WCW. It's implied that there seems to be no fourth member of the team. As we mentioned earlier, Sting shows up. He pleads with them that it was not him. They do not believe him. And so then Michael Buffer explains the rules, which, I mean, I'm say- these rules are not like super easy to understand necessarily, but the way Michael Buffer explains them, they sound like the most fucking complicated things of all time. Uh, the short version is NWO has only confirmed Hall, Nash, and Hogan. WCW has only confirmed Anderson, Flair, and Luger. So you, you don't really know who the fourth man is going to be for each of those teams. So the first entrant for Team NWO is Scott Hall alongside the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. And then for Team WCW, we have Arn Anderson, which uh, we talked a little bit about. You seem to enjoy Arn Anderson. Absolutely. it's my guy. Arn Anderson always looked like a fifty-year-old man from the time that he broke yeah, into the business yeah. to the time to, to now. He's always looked about fifty years old, give or take. That's why you look up to that guy, you know, as a wrestling <laughs> figure. You know? Right, Ryan aspires to have his hairline someday. Uh, <laughs> so they they have their five-minute period where they're kind of going back and forth a little bit. Um, there's some spine busters, etc. I don't I don't know that there's anything that like really wowed you when it was just the two of them. In fact, I think there was a point and and maybe there was a certain element of you kind of just because for me, if I'm watching something and I'm determined to make it shitty, I'm just going to build reasons in my head for why it's shitty. No, no, because no, you po- no, you, you no, said this. You said, hold on. <laughs> you said this, Ryan. You said, I don't like the format of this match. But you also at the same time did not understand the format of the match because you wouldn't let me explain it to you. Eric, Eric, let me, let me back, back up for one second. Like, I was, I was fully wanting to engage in this match. Even after it started, I wanted to love this match with my heart wrapped mm-hmm. around it. With I your wanted, whole heart. Dashboard I confessional wanted, style. I wanted this match <laughs> to be, to be great. And yeah. it just continued to deteriorate every second, like. That it, that it went on. This is a little harsh, but okay. Is that it? Is that your whole statement? There? I, I, I was just I, you. You said, "Oh, like you wanted to hate it." I did not want to hate it. I wanted to love it. I, I did. <laughs> I really did want to love it, and it just it it could never live up. It was constantly failing. 
so so we get word from the commentators that the the coin toss is, is happening backstage to, 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 I can't take up a straight face with, <laughs> with your constant shitting on this match. Uh, there's a coin toss that's happening. The commentators are letting us know to determine who gets the the advantage between Team WCW and Team NWO for sending out their new members. And wouldn't you know it, the fucking bad guys, the NWO, they win the coin. They have the advantage. Just to sprinkle like like an extra little layer of bullshit, they do this fake coin toss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit extra. How like, dare yeah. you call it fake? You know that they were tossing that coin and Hulk Hogan was there. Tails never fails. Like, that's what I'm like they could have like that would have been one improvement. Well, just, we can discuss it later. But like I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah, save it for yeah. Murphy's Law, pal. Yeah. But uh, the NWO wins. Kevin Nash, the former Tennessee Volunteer, enters. Uh, they originally aren't kind of fights them both off for a little while, but eventually they play the numbers game and they start fighting. I think there was legit one move in the entire match that you actually kind of liked, and that was where Kevin Nash hoisted up Arn Anderson on his shoulder, and then he just kind of like tossed him onto the turnbuckle head first. The chain link. No, so the ropes are being held with those buckles in the corner. There's a point where yeah. Nash has... Arn Anderson up on his shoulder, and then he just kind of like heaves him, and then Arn goes head first onto the buckle. There was a point where you're like, oh shit, like when that happened. I think that's literally uh, the only time during the entire match that you actually s- said, oh, that was a good move or whatever. But you also seem to enjoy some of the chain link shit. I'm just saying, like, that, I, don't re- I, I don't recall it. Maybe, maybe you mixed it up as you're, you no. probably love the match. I didn't. Okay, mi- no, I, I didn't. Mi- you you exclaimed okay, when that may- move happened. Maybe, it's called snake eyes, maybe, Brian. Maybe don't, I, oh, don't fucking. Uh, okay, maybe I did. Maybe don't I did. gaslight me. <laughs> I'm just saying there was like only one move in this match that was good, and it seemed like they were all using it. Like it wasn't like a single. They were all like throwing each other into the chain link fence by the neck. Yeah, and I was like, damn, that's. I mean, that's kind of brutal. That's a real like. That's a real move. And, uh, but I don't, yeah, I mean, that was the only one that was impressive that I recall. Maybe, maybe if I look back at the tape. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. The the moves were not like, oh my gosh, what a cool move that they weren't even close. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you about that. I just think that the story of the match and the crowd, because the crowd were legitimately at certain points, literally standing. Not when he said the state. So there was a point where the commentator was like, the crowd is literally standing. And then they immediately go to a shot where you can clearly see everyone sitting. But with that said, there were points in the match where they actually were all standing. Like when Ric Flair showed up, uh, when the real Sting showed up, people were emotionally invested. Like they were literally, they paid for an event that they loved. And they were literally, for a second, for a brief moment, on their feet. I don't know shocking. why you're so defensive about this. I don't know why I'm you're just saying like digging your heels in. I'm just the crowd. Even if you want me to just be like, oh, the match sucked, but the crowd was that good. The crowd wasn't even that good. The crowd was good. The crowd had moments where it was like, I even stated at one point, I was like, oh, that's sick. Like the crowd's really into it. And then immediately they like sat back down. Like it just. There was a point in time very early on in the run in this program where we had a conversation about cloning, and I said that I would raise your clone baby. <laughs> I take that all back. I would never raise your... <laughs> little kid Ryan, I'm sure, was this argumentative little piece of shit who would go out of his way. Like Once he's made up his mind about something, like, fuck you, he's not changing his mind. 
And I would Sorry, never want to raise that child. <laughs> I would never yeah. raise that child. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I'm just, <laughs> I think for me, I'm just stating facts. But for you, you think it's being argumentative. I think you are being argumentative. You're not like you're not being fair and rational about any of this. I'm trying to be fair and balanced. I think I am. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I am a fair and rational and balanced guy. Like I think I try to come into these matches with with the most optimistic tough. But it just there was nothing there. Like. All right, we'll move, we'll move along. We'll move along. Okay, so so now the member of Team WCW shows up, Lex Luger. Any thoughts on Lex Luger? You see, you you mentioned the one move where he like did the jumping forearm smash to the head. You said you wanted to do that to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so again, not to show and beautiful hair, beautiful hair, beautiful locks like came in flowing. It was that was nice touch, but <laughs> that's a move that. You know, like has done in every wrestling match through the history of the world. Like no wrestling match has ever been without it. So sure. it wasn't like, oh, this match, like nice. It was just they did it so much and so, like pretty, pretty well. Like I was like, yeah, I would love to do that. You know, inspire me a little bit. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad Lex Luger inspired you. Next entrant from Team NWO is Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Fires up quickly, double teamed. He gets roughed up by Arn Luger. And then eventually the numbers game again catches up with Team WCW and the NWO managed to kind of take the advantage there. Uh, that goes on for a little while before, wouldn't you know it, fans start chanting, we want Flair. Ric Flair arrives. House of Fire. Was was that the highlight of the match for you was when Ric Flair showed up and just started hitting everybody in the balls and hitting everyone with brass knucks? That was a pretty cool moment, right? Don't so oh my I god wanna, I don't want to show Ryan I don't, I, I don't want to. that was a I good moment and the fans want, were I going think, ape shit they were literally standing I think it depends on the context like I could have loved great ball shots for sure like I saw that I hate it's just you know I don't even want to like get into this like I don't want to be that guy who's just a douchebag about like I mean you're kind of like already are it, it just with <laughs> with the match the way it is. So many ball shots just added to like the the douchebaggery like of the match, you know. Like if I, I almost spit taked when you said douchebaggery. That's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> Very Downton Abbey of you to to say that. Okay, well, mo- well. So the short version of what Flair does, he and Hogan are going back and forth. He puts on a pair of brass knucks from his tights, knocks out Hogan, hits Kevin Nash in the balls, and then he kicks Scott Hall in the balls and just starts strutting around the ring. It's just as good as I just explained. Do not listen to Ryan. That is a great point <laughs> of this match. Anyone would enjoy that little bit. And then everyone starts hitting everybody in the balls. So the rest of Team WCW just constantly starts hitting the NWO in the balls over and over and over. And then as time is ticking down, you don't know who the fourth member of the NWO is. And then it is, quote, unquote, Sting. And that, you could tell the fans were kind of like, meh about it. You definitely were super meh about the reveal of Sting, who turned out to not be the real Sting. Uh, And then... Yeah, moves happen, and like because you were so busy bitching and complaining about it, you probably missed this. But there were we want Sting chants when this Sting is showing up. So like the fans for sure could tell the difference between the real Sting and the bullshit Sting. Which of course time ticks down. Could. You could not, <laughs> but yeah, you know that's fine. Uh, time ticks down. 
Who's going to be the fourth member of Team WCW? It's the real fucking Sting. He beats the shit out of everybody. And then most notably, after he beats the fuck out of Team NWO, uh, Team WCW, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Lex Luger, they're all looking at him, watching him. Sting exits the ring, and before he does, he looks at those guys and he says, is that good enough for you right there? And then he gives them, and I didn't know what this thing was called. I had to look it up. It is called the Arm of honor, Ryan. And so the arm of honor, and I'll try my best to explain this. So imagine you're uppercutting somebody with your right hand, and then at the same time, you're kind of slapping your bicep with your left hand. So you're slapping your right bicep with your left hand, so you're doing those things at the same time. We've all seen this. I I had no idea what it was called. It is called the arm of honor. It is also called the Italian salute and the Iberian slap. All right. No, I had no idea. So there you go. So now you learned something today, Ryan. So if you give anybody the Iberian slap while driving to work tomorrow, now you now you know what to call it. So basically, he leaves. He says, you know, fuck everybody because nobody believed that I had not betrayed them. He takes off, and like I'd say, within about a minute to half two minutes, the NWO Sting and Hulk Hogan they get Luger in a submission hold, which is admittedly a little silly looking. But apparently Luger has submitted. He surrendered. The match is over. Team NWO wins, which Ryan was successful in his prediction, which brings him to a record of 31 and 24. And I don't know that I've seen him less jazzed to have won a, a, a match there. So that's that's the that's the thing. That was it. Uh, I think I expressed my thoughts. Um, I think he did too. And then we watched yeah. the interview. So we didn't we watched a quick interview that Sting gave after like the the night after that event. I didn't really fully I guess understand the interview after. So okay. he was I mean if you want to if you want to cover it like I I I know he was making an announcement to the crowd that he mm-hmm. like and he was gone at, but I didn't what, what how did that like tie into the match? So basically, the way that tied into the match, and so I think this is, like, I don't think anyone truly understood the significance of that interview at the time that it happened, but basically, so the next night after this match, Sting goes out, and I personally have never been a huge Sting fan as far as, like, microphone or interview abilities. I don't think he's ever been, like, especially great at that. I think this is one of the better Sting interviews. And basically, the point he's getting across, first, his back is to the hard camera the entire time. You never, ever see interviews where it's like that. Basically, the gist is he has his back to the company of WCW. He is only addressing the fans. And he's basically saying, everybody doubted me. I'm the only one who's been consistently with the company since 1987 fuck them if you guys stick with me i'll stick with you anyone who doubted me they can stick it i'm a free agent now i'm not wcw i'm not nwo i'm not anything we'll see where this goes and like this sets up the next about year and a half of sting's arc and we're going to see examples of this but like the one thing that i'll say about wcw and their handling of sting around this time They did something that was so fucking smart, which was keep Sting from wrestling. And and that's not to say Sting's a bad wrestler, because Sting's a very good wrestler. When you keep that away from people, and people don't see that, they start missing it. And so he wasn't injured. There wasn't any reason he couldn't wrestle. They just 
basically set it as their mission to make Sting special. And over the course of the next year and a half, they would absolutely do that. So, like, when you would see Sting, it was an event. It became, like, this holy fucking shit, it's Sting. On the level of, like, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, I would put it, he would basically become that. Now, he wasn't that in the match that we saw. Like, clearly, he was very over. But, like, you're going to see, as we kind of go through this WCW arc um, over the course of, you know, however many episodes, Sting becomes a very big deal and the presentation of Sting is drastically different. And so the interview that we watched was basically the last time that Sting would speak for the next year and a half. And he wouldn't wrestle for the next year and a half. It was incredible in hindsight, but just not something you would ordinarily see wrestling companies do. What was his what was his big issue with WCW? Like why did he Uh he felt disrespected. So he he felt as the only person to have never left WCW. Uh, and the only and he's been he's been a good guy this whole time too. He had never even been a bad guy during this run. He felt like he had been just and we're talking storyline here, by the way. Like I, I don't know if your question was meant to be something besides that. No, but. no, I'm just yeah, yeah, no, just like. But yeah, he felt disrespected. He felt like he had been the only constant. He had been the only person who had always been there through thick and thin, and like fucking everybody turned their back on him and didn't believe him when he told them that he had not gone to the NWO, and when they did that, it was like, well, fuck you then. I'm not going to be with you anymore. So so that, so the whole, like, when we watched the, when they were fought, you know, they, they took the guy outside of the car, like, and they didn't believe him that wasn't the real sting. Right, right, that right. That was part of, like, his, fuck, fuck the WCW. Exactly. Like, how could you possibly believe that that, that, that was me? I would never have done something like that. So, okay, so now oh, you don't God. believe me anymore? Well, fuck you. All the okay. fans all who right, believe right. me? Great. I'll stick alongside you, but all the all the wrestlers and all the commentators who said I turned my back and I sold out WCW, go fuck yourself. I'm leaving. Like, that's basically the gist of what we saw. And the, and the commentators who were on, who were like the three panelists, they were like, they were like, they didn't believe him. Right, exactly. Like they they were yeah, basically yeah. like, oh, well, he's with NWO now. Yeah. The, the yeah, fran- yeah. We even heard the comment, the franchise has turned sour. Like, like they were all totally in like, oh, Sting turned his back on us. Like, we're just accepting this where, you know, he clearly was had that, not. Was that, was that part of the reason he left the match so early? Yes, that's the exact reason he left the match is to basically say like, you see what I could bring to you if you would have trusted me, but because you didn't fucking trust me. I'm leaving, so go fuck yourselves. You got you guys can all lose this fucking match because I don't give a shit because you didn't believe in me. That's the story of this match. No, okay, hold on. That okay, first of all, that doesn't bring the match up that much, <laughs> but it does bring like and and I, this is kind of going on. I get like but nice. You know. I kind of I I get the step away a little bit more now okay. given but still, you know, it is it is what it is. <laughs> but I, get, I, I, I understand the step away a little bit more yeah. after after seeing the interview and hearing the context. So Okay, good, good. Yeah. I'm glad. And yeah. I tried my best to kind of, because you saw the you interviews did. with did. everybody. But no, yeah. I, I, I did, I did, I saw it. But like, you, you kind of had to see the after. And then I was like, oh, like he's just stepping away. Like, but yeah. And, and we're going to see kind of what happens with Sting over the next little while, but uh, it's int- it's honestly it may be the best handling of a a wrestler, one of the best handlings of a wrestler of all time. Like the fact that like they just said we're going to make him special, and they did it. 
uh, is commendable. Now, eventually they'd fuck it up, but for, for a very long time, Sting was maybe the hottest guy in professional wrestling without even wrestling a match, which was incredible. But we'll get to that. Who is Sting 1? Who the fuck is that guy then? Okay, so... Like, is that just some, like, the, the first thing that came oh, okay, out? Okay, okay, okay. I, I understand what you mean by, st- by, okay. That's just some dude that looks very, very similar to Sting. So the NWO basically wanted to get inside WCW's head. So we're like, oh, we've got Sting now. And so it's like, oh, fuck, Sting betrayed us? Oh, shit, that fucking sucks. And so they got a guy that looks almost identical mm. to fucking Sting, especially when you put him up in, like, the face paint and shit. And so he's just a guy. I think he was a wrestler um, that yeah. they basically painted up to look more or less like Sting. But he wasn't, like, a big name. He wasn't a Steve Austin or anything like that. He was just a guy that had been kind of floating around that had a very similar build to the real Sting. And so that guy would become the NWO Sting, aka the Bogus Sting, and bogus. Oh, bogus Sting. Over the course of the yeah. next year or so, they would continue to trot him out. But then by this point, even though at this pay per view, you could tell the fans definitely knew, like that's not the real fucking Sting. Eventually, it became like a known thing. Like, oh, he's just there to kind of like needle the real Sting. Like, oh, we've got this guy. He's he's just as good, even though everybody knew he wasn't nearly as good as the real one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like now I have full context yeah. around. And that's good. So let's uh, get it out of the way. I'm sure this is <laughs> going to be very enlightening. Uh, but let's move along to everyone's favorite, newest segment, Murphy's Law. In a world without rules, in a sport where only the strong survive... There's one man who has the guts to lay down. Murphy's Law. So what do you got for us, Ryan? What's uh, what's Murphy's Law? I'm sure this is going to be a positive thing. Like, oh, they did a really great thing. No, so there was... Okay, <laughs> like... Like, I... Okay, the big, the big thing that I thought would enhance the match is, like, coin flip. That, that fucking, like... <laughs> Bullshit coin flip. Like, I don't understand. Like, if you're doing it behind the back, I might as well just not do it. I, if, if you didn't tell me there was a coin flip, I just would have no no, no idea that this is happening. Right. You know? I mean, the commentators are making a big deal about it, but yeah. Well, they should have just done, like, you know, you bring, like, the top two guys who are, even in the first round, they, they bring those two guys, you do a quick coin flip, and mm-hmm. you, if you have to fake it, you have to fake it. Like, what? But you bring... That, like, cinematic experience into it, you know, like, <laughs> these two guys, like, up there, they stop sure. the match, they stand up face-to-face, and they do the, hey, you're the two captains of the team right now. And mm-hmm. they bring the new captains of the team, and they, you can fake it, whatever, but just bring them out there and fucking make it, like, part of the match, you know? That would have been my big thing. Okay. I'll see if I can incorporate that somehow into this future custom match that we end up most matches don't have coin flips, but you know maybe maybe this will. But, but a coin flip is like part of part of America. I would say like <laughs> we live part of our lives on a coin flip. You know? I already like, have your soundbite, so- Ryan. You don't need to come up with <laughs> cool new soundbites. Like a coin hey, flip is part of America. I don't try to come up with them; they come to me. You know. <laughs> so, it. all right let's let's rank it. Let's get to the science. Let's get our beakers and our test tubes out. Uh, we're going to move some integers around. I don't even think I have this open right now. I should probably open that up. 
So you've made it pretty clear as far as where uh, <laughs> the general area. I guess my question would be, would you consider this awful or fucking trash? This has become like a tough one. Like I feel like there was there was something to this match, but it, the match itself was so bad that it just overrid the actual like storyline for sure. Like, yeah, I don't, so, I don't was, disagree. It was terrible. Like, I mean, I don't know that I'd say it was terrible. It was, it was fairly uneventful. Like I almost, I know I did, I know I did this last time, but I almost just want to put this at the end of bat. Like, like again, um, and I don't know if that's appropriate, but that's kind of where I, I don't want to put it awful. Like it had some great names and I really, I had a lot of high expectations coming in this match. You, there was a shitty match last time, so mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a good match. Wasn't the case, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm torn. No, I think when you gave context around, I think it brought it up from awful to fucking trap to like me. I, I think I just got to go like, how about one up from the match I put last time? 30. So I guess, yeah, it'd be the new 38. Put it one, one, one over this, yeah. Okay, so this is the new thirty. Yeah, you're sticking to thirty eights, huh? Thirty eight. I'm surprised you ranked it as high as you did. I'm a respectful guy. <laughs> I like to, I like to disrespect any match that I've seen, especially when you know so much has gone into it. But the match itself was fucking terrible. Like, I mean, the the way they pinned him. It in like not only was it the way they pinned him, which was horrible. It like. I know what you're saying. It wasn't a pin, but, though, but I'm to not, be I'm fair. Not I'm, not, I'm not done, Eric. I'm not okay. done. It wasn't a pin, though. You're, for you're the, not, it was a surrender. It was a submission. Sure. It was a surrender. Yeah. My bad. Thank you. But it was the fact that even even on that surrender, they didn't even really like hype it up. Like It was just kind of a shitty surrender that you were like, oh, <laughs> this guy's going to bust out of it in a second. Yeah. Oh, no, the match is over. Like I agree. I, I, abs- I totally agree with that. I do not. Uh, I don't argue that at all. Okay. Perfect. Where would you rank this match? I mean, hmm, you're not that far off, honestly. I honestly, it's you're not that far off. I would maybe even a little bit lower, honestly. Oh, okay. I, I, the look on your face, I, I, <laughs> I thought this was going to be too low, but it had to be where it had to be. Like I am a guy of the science, so. Yeah, <laughs> everyone says Ryan the uh, the the anomaly, the medical anomaly that he is. He's a man of science, <laughs> but no, yeah, honestly, I would probably maybe even put it in the mid forties. Um, mm. But that's uh, I think that where you where you have it is not altogether. You might have swayed my. You might have swayed that even a little bit. Like you might have. No, I don't know, but like I felt that was fair and it was where it needed to be. So okay, I and I. I am comfortable with that. I'm not going to argue you either way on that. All right. And just so you know, Ryan, next episode, uh, another big match. We were coming with all the big hits. I know, Ryan, this one didn't hit in his sweet spot, unfortunately. But you know what? You can't bat a 1,000. Even even the greatest hitters in the history of baseball, as Ryan's well aware of, you know, they're only making it on base, you know, not even half the time. So you're not going to win them all, ladies and gentlemen. But next episode... We're going back, Ryan's guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're gonna have a, we're gonna feature him in a match uh, next time. Hopefully, hopefully, we win him back. I guess we'll see. We don't want to run Ryan off of the podcast before we get to episode fifty, after all. But um, 
Let's get into the, the end of this thing. Let's finish this out the right way. Eric's Wisdom Tree. This seems um, appropriate, given what we just saw with Sting, who, I don't know if you noticed, but his, his trunks, his tights, are adorned with a scorpion, Ryan. Yeah. I don't know if you knew about this, this about scorpions, but uh, if you were, and I'm not recommending anyone do this, by the way, I do not advocate torturing animals. I don't care who whose feathers I... I don't care whose feathers I ruffle by saying that. I don't advocate for the torture and 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 harm of of animals or insects or fish, the bugs of the sea. I don't I don't I don't like any of that. But if there was a scenario in theory, Ryan, where scorpions you took a scorpion, right? And you surrounded it with fire. So maybe it was like in a ring of fire of some kind, some gasoline had spilled. Or maybe it's just in like a burning building and it's kind of in the middle of all these flames. Do you know what a scorpion, maybe not 100% of the time, but you know what that scorpion may do in that scenario, Ryan? Show his skin. <laughs> it's exoskeleton. That's a good guess, Ryan. That's, a good, that's not correct, but that's a good yeah. guess. A scorpion might... And have been known to sting themselves if surrounded by fire. Smart move, to be honest. Like, just kill yourself. Just kill yourself. Just sting yourself right in the skull. End it all. Which you could say that our friend Sting in our match here today, in a manner of speaking, he kind of stung himself when surrounded by the deceitful team members on his his squad. If you were in a burning building, a square (laughs) building. (laughs) Yeah, Uh uh-huh. And you had a gun. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Okay. Or you could you could try to run through I don't I don't know how big this fire is. You could there's no doors, you're not gonna get trapped, but it's a big fire. Would you uh, like try to run out through the fire? Or would you kill yourself with that gun? I mean, um, I think that if there is a remote possibility that I can make it out. If I believe that there's a... You're going to be fucked. You're going to be... You're going to have third degree burns. You're not going to look like yourself, Eric. You, your lips might get burned off. Like, I don't know. What? Like, it could be, it, it could be really, really bad. It's not like you're coming out of this like, oh, like, nice, I made it to the fire. You're going to be hurt. Okay, so my options are either be, like, suffer serious, serious burns. A serious, serious fucking burns. I mean, is this just a big fucking long con to get me to say that I'd kill myself? Because like you're you're really painting this in a way where I don't really know what other answer I have. I'm just there's there's a chance you make it out. Like I'd put like ser- I mean real shit. Like you know like you see you see burn victims, not a pleasant thing, but right you get to live. Maybe I mean if there is a chance of living, I would almost certainly attempt to make it through the fire. Like it would have to be really, really, really dire circumstances for me to 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 shoot myself in the head. I think in that scenario, would you go back in for your cat? I don't like cats. But you you have a cat and you love this cat because it's your can it, can it now. Can it be a dog? It can be a dog. It can be a dog. A little puppy that you just uh, you just brought <laughs> on board. What is hat? What's wrong with you that you're coming up with this scenario, Ryan? You have. I mean. Hey, they say never go back in for an animal. Is that what they said? I didn't know they said that. You got to run back through the fire. They already. Were, well, you okay? You're outside, but you got to run back through. 
face burns, and then run back at <laughs> Wait, so I, you, I burned, I have third degree, my face is literally melting off from the original time that I got out of the fire. And then I remember, oh I, shit, I have a puppy, and then I'm considering... I don't think so. No, I, I don't... <laughs> You're you're clean. You're actually you escaped with no burns. You escaped just fine. But now you forgot that your little sweet puppy that you just got two days ago, your little golden retriever puppy, sweetest dog alive, is in there. And now you guys, I mean, you're facing serious burns if you come back out as alive. And he's hiding. You have to go behind like the dryer or something to get him. He might. Uh, I don't know. Like, what are you doing, Ryan? He's. It's a tough. When I ask you questions, it's just like, have you sent dick pics? Like, there's, I'm not asking you questions to like put you in a scenario where you come across like the asshole. Eric, are you a hero? Are you a hero? Or are you, are you just, you just, you're, hey, I escape with no burns. <laughs> I'm, I don't even want to answer this question. This is like such a no win question that you're asking me right now. I don't want to legitimize it. What would your answer be? You actually have cats. What would you do for of your cats? Of course I'd go back in. I would, I would okay. get both of them, and I would walk back out, burn myself, but my cats with no burns. I would what? protect them. to the. I would protect them with my own third-degree burns. I would shelter them. Here's the thing, Ryan. You already can't grow a beard, and you're already missing most of your hair. So there's nothing really <laughs> that that fire can do to you that nature hasn't already done, Ryan. So look at me. I'd, I'd be missing all of my cool beard. Like, my full head of hair would be totally gone. Like, I have a lot more to lose in this scenario than you do. So you would you would leave that dog to die inside the burning building, is it? I think. And I think you, I think you uh, preface this by saying you're against animal abuse. I'm against animal yeah, abuse. Now- I, I would at least need to take some selfies first. Just to remember me the way that I was. Full beard, full head of hair. Your camera's inside. Your phone's left inside. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my ring camera's just documenting my... Well, in that case, I'm for sure going back in. Because if I can be yeah. a hero and then have this whole rescue documented on video, I'm for sure doing it. Yeah. Viral video star Eric Donaldson rescuing us. I think we know where Eric stands on this. Right. He let his golden retriever burn to death to protect his beard <laughs> and his fucking hairline. And secondly... They don't give you fucking puppies that are two days old. That's vicious. If, they, if somebody does that to you, then that's 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 animal abuse as well because they don't. You know the the puppies well, that's, aren't. That's where you're gonna draw the line. On this yeah, exactly. Conversation right here, you're gonna like okay, well, right because right. then uh, then it's participating in puppy mills or you know so, something like that. I don't I don't jive with that. So jokes on you, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> okay, well let's call it an episode here. Episode forty eight. We're gonna be back April seventh. Wow, springtime. Wow. The, the the heat, the heat of the spring. Pools are going to be open in Vegas. Ryan's going to be tanning his butthole. He's going to be taking all the nudes. Boudoir picks coming soon. And so with all that said, if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. That's all, folks. Your little puss comment was pretty spicy last night. 